Hi, my name is Tina, and I talk a lot. A lot. So I figured I may as well put these vocal cords to good use. You know what? This isn't my first podcast, but it just might be my last. See, my passions are probably not unlike yours. They're plentiful and kind of all over the place. I can hardly be defined by one area of expertise when it comes to my business. And I love things like wiener dogs, a good game night, and books. All the books. So honestly, it just made sense to brand me. This brings us to the show. Tina talks a lot. I think you may just get a kick out of it. Well, I thought it was a good time for a little story time. Yesterday, we chatted about leaving a legacy and what sort of legacy you are leaving, what sort of legacy I want to leave, I desire to leave, and you know, our choices right now are creating that, right? And after I got done recording that episode, I had a pile of different ideas, you know, doing 90 different episodes in a row. You've got to have ideas. Like I'm not just recording every um, day and a releasing day of my admin for one thing would um, not be okay with that. And also there are just some days you're not inspired. So I do a lot of batching and a lot of recording in one day and a lot of just content as it comes in, as it you know hits me or I... I actually have been like going through old notebooks and um, just kind of going through my old old thoughts, right? Um, and this one, after talking about a legacy, this topic of of alcohol um, was one that I realized is something that I wasn't alone on, and I'm still not alone in uh, this journey. And I know that there are many of you that could. Uh, probably take a few notes on this topic. And maybe it's not alcohol, maybe it's something else. Uh, But we all, um, I'm not even going to say we all, I think many of us struggle um, with some sort of coping mechanism. So I'll get into that piece. Story time. So when I was younger, I grew up with my mom and dad and my siblings and I am one of those kind of people that look back on uh, past things and think about the good. Like I don't just remembering the bad. I haven't really ever sat in it. I don't um, look at my childhood and have any, you know, memories that really, I guess, um, impacted in a negative way. Like I don't, I don't put blame on, like, I'm not saying I'm this way because this happened and, you know, kind of sulking on it, anything like that. Now, I think all of us have something from our past that we could do that with, right? And some people choose to kind of hang there and have that be their life story. And some people work past it. So for me, when I was younger, my family, uh, they're drinkers. Like they just, that was a part of our life. Drinking uh, was something that just was done on the weekends and, um, well, actually not just on the weekends. It, it happened all the time. It was just a part of our uh, family's daily life. And I had seen enough happen in my family that I knew that I didn't want that in my life. I didn't want that to be a part of my everyday at all. Um, and I didn't even know if I wanted it a part of my life at all. And I got to uh, through high school. I actually did not drink through high school. I, act, I drank one time got in trouble. Uh, my parents had a severe grounding, which is just totally amazing and priceless. And maybe I'll share that another day. Um, but I got a grounding and I realized I don't, I don't want this. Like what the heck, what was I doing? 
And I didn't drink through the rest of high school and I got to college and I also just didn't see the excitement uh, in in it. I would be the sober cab for people. I would, you know, still hang out at the events, but I didn't consume the alcohol. Now I met my husband, <laughs> not his fault at all. It was my choice, um, but I definitely joined a bit of a party scene. And so through college, the remainder of college, I met him in my second year. Drinking became a thing we did at least four days a week. Um, if not five, you know, there was like two for one Tuesdays and start the weekend on Thursday and, and go through the day or go through the weekend. There was always something to celebrate and always something fun and always a party somewhere that we wanted to be a part of. And it really uh, created a lot of drama uh, through my college years. And now even just saying that aloud, I'm just like, whoa, yes, I know I don't blame alcohol, but I wouldn't have done <laughs> plenty of the things had I not been um, under the influence. So bringing that, um, uh, the alcohol and that lifestyle um, into adulthood was something that both my husband and I did, right? We uh, dated all the way through college and we got married uh, five years after dating and we didn't really see a different uh, path. Our families drink, our friends drink, everybody drank. And so that's what we did on the weekends. We looked for um, that next party, that next event. And if um, it wasn't planned, we would plan it. And we were the planners of many of the high alcohol consuming events. I just kind of shake my head now and thinking the things that I would even pressure people to do or drink. And it just kind of makes me sick to my stomach, to be honest. Now in my adult uh, life, you know, since we've been married and, you know, had friends and such, I remember meeting people and if I met them and they said they didn't drink for whatever reason, you know, they were um, just never did, or they had a problem with it and stopped. I remember thinking like, oh no, like, can we be friends with them? Like, that seems really boring. And can we still drink? Cause like, well, what do you do if you don't drink? Literally went through my mind and you may be thinking the same thing. You may be thinking, well, what, what do people do if they don't consume alcohol on a regular basis? I was there, you guys, totally. I was then party girl, you know, in college, right? It was fun. It's totally like stress-free now that I look back, like completely stressful living. And I brought that drinking into my adulthood when it wasn't so stress-free, right? And so now I realized that I was using alcohol to cope with stress. Fast forward into uh, deep into our marriage, you know, our, our kiddos, home, all the life things, all the business type stuff. And I was teaching a lot of oil classes. Now, oil classes, a lot of times when they were in person, uh, are at night. And there's usually a bottle of wine or there's something served uh, at these events. So there was no longer, but they were. <laughs> and it just made sense. If you hosted in a house, uh, I hosted, you know, at a business location, we would have wine. And I remember very specifically one night I was with a girlfriend and we had an oil class and then we went on and went to um, the restaurant bar that was right by it and had another drink. 
And neither one of us were like, we didn't feel that we were buzzed. We didn't feel obviously that we were drunk and, um, we got in our vehicles and we drove home. And now I just cringe at that story. Like even telling you that I'm like, there's a little shame there. Um, you know, obviously I was drinking under the influence, um, although not thinking I was doing anything wrong because I didn't feel it. Clearly I did. Um, my friend that night actually got pulled over on the way home and spent the night in jail. Uh, she tried to call me, but I was already home. I already had my phone on airplane mode and I did not hear it. You guys, I had, I had so much shame here and this, I don't know the word for it, but I felt like it should have been me. I had farther way to drive. I was actually in a like crummy spot in my world. Like it, it, it probably would have been, um, what helped me hit rock bottom, but being able to kind of lean on her story, um, and, you know, putting myself in her shoes because it very easily could have been, was a really big wake up call. Now I justified my drinking completely. I didn't drink alone. I I didn't need it. I didn't drink um, at home. It was only when I was social and I was out and about, but I seemed to be out and about a lot more and therefore consuming a lot more um, on a regular basis. So you guys, I just decided to quit that, uh, act, that activity, that thing, um, with my friend just really hit me. It hit me really, really hard. And I just knew that I didn't want that to be a part of my story or worse, right? It could be way, it could be way, way worse. And I didn't know what that looked like. Like, I didn't know what quitting would, would mean. And I actually reached out to another friend uh, that had made a really similar decision to quit. And she kind of, she hadn't made a decision whether or not she was done forever or done for a little. And she said to me, in so many words, she said, you know, this is your journey. You get to choose. This doesn't have to be forever unless you want it to be. And that was such a great thing for me to hear because taking it away forever felt like it took away my entire life. It took away my social aspect. It took away the fun. It took away like this fun personality. I felt like I only had if I had a couple drinks. So at the time I was seeing my counselor on a pretty regular basis, my marriage was in the tank and I went to my counselor and I told him, oh yeah, by the way, I quit drinking. And he's like, good for you. (laughs) I was like, Oh yeah, of course. Of course. My counselor is going to be happy about that. Right. And he said this statement and you guys, this will be my forever filter. And I hope you'll use it too. If this is where you're at is he said, Jesus drank to celebrate and not to cope with stress. And that has, like I said, become my forever filter. If I feel stressed, I will not have a drink. I will drink and have a drink to celebrate and to have fun And so I went about nine months. Um, I'd done it before when I had kiddos, I could do it again. And I went about nine months before I decided to have a drink. And I made that conscious decision to, you know, only let it kind of eke into my life when I was with my husband. And if I have a drink outside of a time that I'm with him, I actually just tell him, Really simply, I just say, hey, I think I'm going to have a drink tonight with girlfriends. He's like, yep, expected that. Or, 
what, you know, whatever. And it's a very clear line. There are times when I will have friends that know this and now all you guys know this, that know that I won't drink if I'm stressed out. Um, they'll call me on it. I also have another filter. Um, I won't have more than two drinks. And I've had a friend call me on that too, because I so badly wanted to have a third and it's really easy for me to do. And two is really good. Two is really simple and it works. So after this story, um, you know, I guess my life, it's not just a story. It's like my uh, life over a lot of years, right? My whole entire life almost. Um, I got to reflect on some different times where this was actually brought to my attention and the stories compound. It's not just one, <laughs> like yesterday I was sharing different stories of my legacy and creating a legacy. It was like, I could have gone on 17 million tangents. You guys, I started over that podcast over so many times because I was like, oh my gosh, there's another thing, another thing. It was just, anyways, our stories compound. So it's not just, there's not just one reason why I decided not to drink. Uh, there were plenty of stories that were there along the way, but one specifically was where um, my hubby Preston and I went out to a marriage retreat, just the two of us with just one other couple that was leading it. We stayed in their home and this woman is just amazing. She has been such a bright light in our life in the very most perfect time. And she actually, her and her husband both shared with us that they thought we should stop drinking. Now, this is way before I had this realization myself. And they said, this isn't the legacy that you want to create. You want to stop uh, this generational sin. And at the time, both Preston and I were frustrated. We were in like the heat of fun and life and, um, and alcohol was just a, such a big part of it. And we thought, what? We so have this under control. We are like not alcoholics. We are totally fine. We don't drink at home. We don't drink alone. You know, like we had all of these like ideas of what that was. And now I look back and I think, wow, they were so right. They saw what we didn't see. And although we didn't act on it immediately, I look back on that and think of it as such an incredible blessing. Now my kids, they know us as non-drinkers and they think it's so weird when we have a drink. We actually have a room in our house that is a bar. And we often talk about like, what should we do with this room? Having an entire room in our home dedicated to alcohol is just so silly. It absolutely should be shifted into something else. We just haven't quite figured that piece out. <laughs> My kids think it's so funny. They're like, why do you even have this stuff? Like what? We they don't, they don't get it. Like they have no clue and they were alive. Like they've been a part of our uh, world when we were drinkers and they just don't even see it anymore. And I think that is truly one of the biggest blessings. So friends, this may not be as applicable uh, to a business, but I will tell you that this change <laughs> made a big shift in my life, therefore making a huge shift in my business. And it changed the trajectory of, of my family and really leaving the most powerful legacy that I could ever ask for. So if this is an area that you're potentially struggling with, I, I ask you just reach out to someone. You can reach out to me if you want. I'm not an expert. 
Um, and I would, I would take this as one of those stories that will compound over time and just keep listening, keep listening for the people in your life that want to share it uh, with you. The people that have seen the light and seen how much better life is without this. Now, what do we do for fun? Oh my goodness. We sleep for one. Like we have really good night's sleep. <laughs> oh, that sounds so dorky, but it's so fabulous. I love my sleep. And I like it not being interrupted. I like it not being gross when I wake up in the morning or in the middle of the night with a headache or feeling nasty or wasting an entire day, the next day feeling hung over and not myself. That right there is like enough for me to be like, hallelujah, thank the Lord that I made that decision, right? But the other thing is we spend a lot of time with friends that also don't drink. And it's been really amazing. And every once in a while we do have a drink still. <laughs> Um, but we play card games and we make dinners and we have great conversation and we make up little mocktails and it's our night doesn't go till one in the morning. It goes till like nine 30. <laughs> okay. I might not be selling you on this whole idea. It takes time. It takes time, but I promise it is a better way to live. You guys, I hope you're enjoying this 90 days as much as I am, as I, uh, dive into the depths of so many different topics, so many different things that get thrown at me. I've actually got some ideas from many of you. So thank you for those. Drop them in my Instagram. Uh, many of you have learned from me over the years, and I appreciate when people remind me of the things I've shared with them. Like I said, Instagram is my spot. I love hanging out there. You can find me anywhere at Tina Pettis. And I haven't mentioned this in a while. I'll mention this today. If you guys would leave a review, I'd love it. It'd be just make my day to uh, hear a review from you on um, iTunes or wherever you're listening to this. There's always a place to review this podcast. Hope you guys have a great day and we will be back here tomorrow.